0: Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. Paul Rosenzweig served as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Policy and as Acting Assistant Secretary for International Affairs in the Department of Homeland Security. At DHS, Rosenzweig helped develop policies regarding international rules for data protection. Today, Rosenzweig heads Red Branch Consulting, which provides legal and strategic advice on national security and privacy concerns. Earlier this year, he became a visiting fellow at the think tank the Heritage Foundation. I'm pleased to welcome Paul Rosenzweig. Thanks for having me. In a paper entitled "Cybersecurity: A Complex Web of Problems" that was just published by the Heritage Foundation, you characterized America's cyber policy as confused, unfocused, and disconnected. How so?
1: We have made a lot of progress since, say, ten years ago. But we still have a system where, essentially, there is inadequate direction from the center. And at the federal level, at least, all of the departments are kind of going off in their own directions. You know, the outsider perceives them almost at war with each other. Perhaps that's too strong a sense. But there is a clear sense that there hasn't been a fundamental policy decision or set of decisions made about how we should manage the federal enterprise for defending cyberspace.
0: We'll get into some of that in a moment. In your paper, you do credit the Obama administration with making a strong start at rationalizing U.S. cybersecurity policies. And although you say the U.S. is better organized now than it was three years ago or 10 years ago, as you just said, you write that the momentum of 2009 seems to have waned in 2010. What happened?
1: Well, that's a hard question to answer, not being on the inside. I suspect, actually, from the outside, that what happened is uh, an economic collapse, healthcare reform, and two wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, which is to say that senior executives in, in Washington have only a limited bandwidth within which to deal with significant though the administration seemed to have come to power with the idea that cybersecurity would be one of those critical pieces that would get a good fraction of bandwidth. Circumstances pretty much seem to have shortened that ability. Another thing that I think has happened is the very typical Washington thing. One expects or hopes for greater centralized control of our cyber policy and, and what one from the outside is that in the crafting of a cyber coordinator position in the White House, the degree of actual power that the position got got eroded quite a bit, and that made the position less attractive, and that made it hard to find somebody who wanted the job. There we are. Was Howard Schmidt doomed from the get go? Strong word. Look, in Washington, nobody is doomed and nobody is a star. He has a very hard job in front of him, especially populating a White House where they can't quite decide whether cybersecurity is a national security issue or an economic issue. Until that fundamental choice is made and not compromised by saying it's both, you can't settle on an approach to cybersecurity. You've got to take a view, either view, actually. And I have one I prefer, but I'd be happy with, uh, with either view just not no view.
0: Why can't it be both?
1: Because you can't do two things at the same time, and you can do some of both, obviously, but fundamentally the imperatives are split. A national security perspective would be more federalizing, more centralizing, make the government more responsible for the overall protection of the net. A more economic approach is is hands-off, let the market run, count on private companies to develop the security systems that they want and need, and federal government in a minimal role of standard setting kinds of things. The approaches wind up being very different. The mindsets wind up being very different. Who you put in charge of doing it winds up being very different. A national security interest is obviously DOD. An economic interest is maybe the Department of Commerce, and NIST, or
0: DHS. Could there possibly be parallel approaches if you did, for example, let NIST or Department of Commerce, where NIST is located, take hold of approaching it as an economic problem and letting industry come up with solutions that you suggested, but then at the same time letting DOD or the NSA worry about the defense
1: there can, in theory. I mean, my concerns are twofold. First, it's a major resource constraint, right? We you know, Doing two things at once is more expensive than doing one thing at once always. And the other is that one strongly suspects that without kind of a direction from the start, uh, at the top, uh, the two approaches will quickly diverge from each other. And they're relatively incompatible, at least in my conception they are. If Mr. Schmidt can pull off doing both and making them work together, then he will be a star. He will not be doomed. He'll be the greatest success since the incandescent light bulb or
0: something. That's interesting. A good challenge for him.
1: I don't want to make it easy, right? Edison tried a thousand light bulbs that failed before finding one that worked. So I hope that the path to success for Mr. Schmidt is quicker.
0: Let's talk about what you feel should be the approach the government should take.
1: My conception is one that has more, as the White House Cyberspace Review itself said, more leadership from the top. I think that Mr. Schmidt's hand needs to be strengthened. Uh, I think that he needs to have coordination effects through a unified cybersecurity budget that kind of spans the departments. I think he should have a role in and dotted line authority over sub-cabinet officials who are engaged in the cyber effort, like the head of U.S. CERT, Computer Emergency Response Team, that's part of DHS, pulling them out of their department, not changing who they report to on a day-to-day basis. But the truth of the matter is that the things that drive policy are personnel and budget in this town, and that's just reality.
0: Is there an example in some other area where a mechanism is set up to do what you just proposed?
1: We've tried it twice in recent years with concededly marginal success. The Department of Homeland Security and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence are much larger infrastructures that are intended to achieve the same kind of centralizing and coordinated functions with budgetary control. I think everybody would agree that they are a work in progress. I wasn't there in the administration, so I, I don't know all the details, but I've read that back in the Clinton administration, they attempted and achieved with much more success something of, of what I'm suggesting with respect to proliferation initiatives, trying to coordinate counterproliferation initiatives to, across the State Department Department of Defense. Etc. cetera, and, and they had a pretty strong centralizing function there. That seemed to have turned out well. It's a mixed bag. I start by asking myself whether the current federal approach is working. Answer, not as well as it should. So we need to try something else. Maybe what I'm suggesting is wrong, but the status quo is, is surely not where we want to stay.
0: Can the White House do this on its own, or would it need legislation to do, be able to do what you're proposing?
1: Some of it it could probably do on its own. Some of it would require legislation. It depends how much directive authority the centralizing force has got. So long as it's coordinative, it wouldn't need any authority. Any ordering around would probably require something. For example, the president could direct the Office of Management and Budget to collect into a single unified line item all of the cybersecurity spending in the federal government or even all the civilian cybersecurity spending in the government so he could see it and he could tell Mr. Schmidt that he wanted his recommendations on how to whack it up and that wouldn't require any change on the other hand if mr schmidt were going to direct movements of monies and accounts he doesn't have that like legal power now and he needs somebody to give it to him before he could do it you can get 60 70 of the way there without legislation and and maybe that would be enough maybe we wouldn't need the last 30 percent.
0: and maybe that's all one could get in these days anyway
1: yeah. You know, look, I'm not at all sanguine. I understand the legislative process is cumbersome and, and somewhat broken, and I certainly understand it's under the pressure of, of partisan dynamics that extend way beyond this issue. I mean, as far as I can tell, there are no conservative principles of cybersecurity and no liberal principles of cybersecurity, but there are lots of other things out there that make legislating in this area difficult, just as a matter of process.
0: In the approach that you're suggesting, does that matter whether it's an economic approach or a homeland security or national security approach?
1: Well, the things that I'm suggesting are structural, so no, they don't matter up front. But if you gave somebody like Mr. Schmidt this authority, he'd have to know which way to whack up the money. So you come quickly to the question of, okay, centralizing to do what? To what effect? For what purpose? It wouldn't be very useful. It would be a meaningless exercise to, to do the centralization with no intent to do any rearrangement. Right? Then, then you're just re, then you're just centralizing for the sake of it. Once he has the authority, he needs a policy so he knows what
0: to do with it. The position itself should it remain as an advisor to the president, special assistant to the president, and not one that would need Senate confirmation.
1: That's a hard question. I suspect that if he's actually going to have as much authority as I would want him to have. He'd have to be effectively cabinet-ranked and senatorially confirmed and subject to some forms of congressional oversight. Uh, you know, the, the Secretary of Defense is not going to take direction from a staffer on the White House staff, uh, except possibly the National Security Advisor himself, and even then they disagree. It's, it's not an easy thing. If we decide to go the whole 100%, it would be incumbent upon whatever president there is to seek a cabinet rank for the officer. Plus,
0: well, so we need, obviously, some kind of congressional action.
1: There are plenty of way stations between here and there that you don't necessarily have
0: to get to. The status quo, what additional risk is that putting on to protecting our IT systems, both uh, in government and key uh, national infrastructure?
1: The federal effort to protect infrastructure is being led uh, by default by those who have the greatest current capability. That typically resides within the military, typically resides within NSA. That may actually be the right answer because they may indeed be the most effective, but there are lots of people, civil libertarians, civilians who don't want to see a militarization of this critical space, who think that that might not be the right choice. Right now, it's the default choice because they're the most able, but not thinking about it, not planning for it, not deciding in advance whether or not we like that answer risks uh, us Winding up at someplace five years from now, that we all look up and say, how did we get there, and this isn't really where we want to be.
0: How optimistic are you that something will be done?
1: Guardedly. I mean, I think that people recognize that the current structures are not perfect. I've, you know, I participate with, with relative frequency on panels and studies that are aimed at thinking of better answers, both you know, technologically, legally, organizationally, etc. To some degree, my optimism has to be guarded because I think that fundamentally we're talking about trying to impose hierarchical structures on a system the cyber domain internet that is non-hierarchical. And so you've got a lot of challenges in doing this. So I doubt that there will ever be a perfect solution. That I'm quite sure of. But government isn't about perfect solution. And a lot of voters wish it were, but <laughs> me too sometimes. But uh, in, in truth, it's about better solutions. And, and we can do better. And I think we, with some optimism, we will. Thanks, Paul. Sounds great.
0: I was speaking with Paul Rosenzweig, Red Branch Consulting. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.